BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people above, them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday has begun. We got a full house here this evening, and we've got a lot of stuff to unpack. NFL football, Great Cup championship, World Cup, uh, Major League Baseball hot stove, NBA basketball, college football playoffs, and everything else in between. Mo Khan steps up and in and bats a leadoff. Jason B. Takafin will throw it down with us as we talk baseball with Jason. We run the gauntlet with Mo. Big card Julio steps up and in and throws it down with us this evening. Little mini World Cup special. Hey, why not? The USA play Wales uh, tomorrow. Countdown to kickoff is on. We've got early morning soccer, especially if you're on the West Coast. It's really early, like 5 in the morning early, 8 o'clock Eastern. We've got three games on tap uh, tomorrow. The World Cup has begun. Cutter becomes the first uh, home team ever to lose uh, the opener at World Cup uh, history. Evidently, the $7.8 million bribe wasn't enough. <laughs> wasn't enough. But it was enough for us because we'd bet the under uh, in the game. All right, it was a roller coaster of a day. A roller coaster of a day. It got started with the, uh, the World Cup. Then you had NFL football. You had the Great Cup championship. An epic day of sports, right? Like, seriously, the Great Cup was like crazy at the end of the game. Like, you know, like. People like will look some, even people in Canada, oh, I don't watch the CFL. Why is it on against the NFL? Well, what do you want them to do? You want them to play on Wednesday night at 1 in the morning? Right? Um, listen, I watch it all. The Chief Charger game was good, right? But the Great Cup Championship game and all the CFL playoff games were more entertaining than most NFL football games uh, are. If you like football, then you're going to like the CFL. And it was epic. Uh, the Toronto Argonauts, North America's oldest sports team. These guys were founded like 160 years ago or something. Like, seriously, they're the oldest team in North America, the Toronto Argonauts. And uh, they won the championship tonight by one point, 24-23. <laughs> and it was nuts. Like, it was honestly one of those now. Was it, it was, there's been crazier games, but it was one of those like weird type of things at the end. Like, the Argonauts were about to, to, to ice the game, and they had a field goal blocked. <laughs> and then all Winnipeg needs to do is kick a field goal to win the game. And then they got a field goal blocked. There was, like, two blocked field goals in the last couple of minutes. Like, it really felt like, yeah, Toronto's not, you know, not, Winnipeg's about to win. Winnipeg's going to win their third straight great cup. And somehow Toronto just, like, it was one of those, like, did they just win? Like, even the Argo players, it, you know, at the end, it wasn't really that, like, they all sort of looked around like, did we really just win? Yeah, I guess we won. Huh? And then they sort of like, they started hugging and stuff. It was a really weird celebration with the Argos winning. A lot of them just collapsed. Like, they, a few of them just broke into tears. Like, a couple of them just like, boom, started crying on the field alone. And the other guys were sort of like, looking around. Did we win? Did we win? Yeah, we won, huh? 
Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. If you weren't fired up today, if you're still not fired up uh, right now, then you're tuning into the wrong show because we were fired up for the NFL. We were fired up for the World Cup. We were fired up for the Great Cup Championship. First things first, NFL football. I guess it's fitting that the Chargers are called the Chargers, the lightning bolts, because they get struck by lightning all the time. Let's just call it out for what it is. I've said it before, and I've said this for forever, right? And people never really caught on because I'm smarter than most people, and it takes them years to catch up to me. But I told people years ago, the Chargers are the West Coast version of the Cleveland Browns. They are the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the Browns might have this record and that record, and you might want to pretend that they're good and stuff. They're not, all right? They, they never will be. And the Chargers are the same thing, except the Chargers, people don't feel sorry for the Chargers in the same way they feel sorry for the Lions or they feel sorry for, for the Browns. They don't feel in the, same, in the same way because the weather's nice, right? Like, if you get your heart broken all the time and you're in a, in a cold-weather city, somehow it's more heartbreaking to the public. If it's happening in L.A. or San Diego, people are like, oh, F them. It's nice. They're living a good life anyways. You know, let's just call it off what it is. But the Chargers are always going to find a way. They'll, and I don't mean to win. <laughs> like, most teams just say, oh, they'll always find a way. No, 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 no. The Chargers will not always find a way. The Chargers will always find a way to lose. All right? Because they're losers. Let's just call it off what it is. They're losers. And I got laughed at and laughed at when I said I'd rather have Tua uh, than Justin Herbert. Well, whatever. Let's just keep on racking up the wins and whatever. Herbert throws a nice bomb. I'll give him that. He's a himbo. You know what a himbo is? It's a male bimbo. That's what Justin Herbert is on the football field. I don't know about his IQ off the field, and I'm not calling him stupid, but he does. He doesn't have it. You know what I'm saying? How does a guy that is six foot five has as many passes batted down at the line of scrimmage as he does? I mean, that, that little guy, Eddie Goodell, would have less passes. The pinch hitter would have less passes batted down. He's a big dude, you know what I mean? He doesn't take off and run. He just sort of, the last pass, let me throw it off my back foot, even though the game's on the line and carelessly throw the ball away here and throw an interception. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci.
not anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up and everybody else in between. We've got a lot of stuff to uh, to break down. Jason B. Takafin will join us, a three-time champion uh, with the Toronto Blue Jay organization. He's a general manager, won three championships as the GM of the Blue Jays A-ball affiliate uh, in Vancouver, the Vancouver Canadians. So we'll talk baseball uh, with Jason. He's also a former UFC executive. And there actually is UFC, very, very interesting UFC story that's sort of in our realm here. I actually know James Krause pretty well, um, too. And sounds like James Krause has got himself on. Uh, <laughs> sounds like, hey, we gotta get, like, you guys, anyone who watch MMA Meltdown when I was on the Fight Network knows. James Krause is one of my guys. Like, you know what I mean? That gym in Kansas, that was our, like, our gym. What was it, Missouri? I forgot what the name of the gym was, but it was him, Tim Elliott. Um, there was a few of them. It was, like, three or four of those guys. I used to almost, like, only have them on. <laughs> they were my, like, my go-to guys. It was at that gym all the time. I sort of rotated. James Krause, Tim Elliott. There was another, there was another guy. There was a third guy. Ah, it'll pop up. Anyways, he was basically removed from the corner due to betting like a betting, like basically they said, yeah, you can't be around anybody. <laughs> you can't be around anybody. He was training. He's an MMA. He used to be a fighter, but he's in, he's in the corner now, except he bets on fights. And there was some, some suspicious activity. All right. Some suspicious activity. Now he didn't throw any fight. Like he's, you know what I mean? But I'll get into this. There's, you know, only I'll tell you like what, how, what really happens behind the scenes. But we've sort of, we've talked about this with Joey Odessa in the past. But anyways, we'll get to this. We got Mo Khan ready to step up and in. So NFL football, Great Cup uh, Championship, World Cup. There's a lot of stuff to get to. But let's start off with the National Football League, uh, Mo. As the Chargers are going to charge her. All right, this is what they do. And like I said earlier, it's fitting that they're called the Chargers because they get struck by lightning all the time. Most teams, some teams find a way to win. Like Mahomes will find a way to win. Like Mahomes and the Chiefs get better as the game goes on. Herbert gets worse as the game goes on. He's like a first-half warrior, and then it just sort of starts... And, and and then, you know, when he has to make a decision or Staley, they get tight. They run. I don't know why they ran the ball so much as well, running it up the middle. It wasn't working. Um, when you have Herbert, just throw the damn ball, live with it, and die with it. But I remember, Mo, I remember everything. You were one of the one of the people on the Chargers bandwagon. <laughs> have you given up? And don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to concede a point to you later, Mo. So don't worry. I might have been wrong. <laughs> have you given up on the Chargers? They're losers, all right? <laughs> Even though they did cover the spread. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll say this, Steve. Uh, watching that game uh, in that last drive by Mahomes to win that football game for the Chiefs, it just grew even louder for Sean Payton to take over as the Charger head coach come next year because yeah. you don't want to waste these years of Justin Herbert. And what it was in this game, game, I'm not going to blame Herbert for what it was. I think what it came down to was that Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy sliced and diced this undermanned Charger defense uh, to submission. And in that last drive, they had free reign. There was no pressure on Mahomes in that last drive. And you saw what happened. He was able to go out there and hit Kelsey multiple times. And, of course, the game-winning touchdown. And I just think this is more on, on Brandon Staley for the fact that he did not have his defense ready, albeit though undermanned. And the overutilized Derwin James, who the Chiefs ID'd as being the key man, and they took him out. And guess what happened? No one else was able to step up to the plate to help the Chargers win that football game. And now they're 5-5. Five and five. You're right. I think Herbert does need more direction. I'm, I can't disagree on that. But I also find that he gets a free pass too much. That it's like, okay, and, and you know, oh, it's not Herbert. It's everybody else all the time. You know, there are times he doesn't take off and just run. Make a play. You know what I mean? Make a right. play yourself. You're six foot five. You're a big dude. He gets compared to Josh Allen. Josh Allen will run a linebacker over. We saw, like, Herbert will not. He just doesn't have that. You know, he did in the Rose Bowl once <laughs> against Wisconsin when he took off for an epic run, right? And it's funny. I swear to God, Mo, and I'll admit I was wrong on this because I, I loved Herbert coming out of college, okay? And right. I really did. 
Uh, but at the same point in time, I remember there were a lot of NFL guys right around the draft and stuff that said, yeah, yeah, he's really great, but he's too laid back. Right? They said there's something about him that's missing. Like, I remember I heard that from people that interviewed him and stuff. They were like, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of a surfer dude. And, like, you know what I mean? They're like, a lot of guys walked out of the room thinking he wasn't intense enough. And I remember right. saying, who cares? He's a great quarterback. The kid can throw the ball. Now I'm sort of seeing down the road. Like, put it this way. Like, Josh Allen, if you told Josh, you got to run through this brick wall, he wouldn't even question you. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd be like, all right, coach, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Justin Herbert would let go. Like, I'm not running through the brick wall. It's physically impossible, coach. And he would start explaining. Like, I don't think he's a dumb guy. But, like, he, you know, as to me, he throws. How come he gets so many passes batted down at the line of scrimmage, Mo, when he's six foot five? Let me ask you yeah, that I think, question. I think, he, I think he has two receptions this year off of bad passes. <laughs> no. uh, it happens too much for a big guy, bro. But it, it goes back to this whole game, right? We, we, we speak about quarterbacks. I know you're big on Daniel Jones because Brian Dable's done well with him, right? But Oh, I'm going to turn on him in a minute. That's the point yeah, I'm going to concede in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'll say this, though, about, about Herbert, though, is that, you know, in today's NFL DNA, you have to, it's almost like you have to pair them by 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 default. A, a, a hot shot quarterback who's taken the top five with an offensive minded coach. Stay stay isn't that guy. And it goes back to my point of Sean Payton that hey, in the LA market game, you know you live in the market, you go to LA multiple times a year here, that you need to have that big name wow coach. And in the case it is for the Rams of Sean McVay, that's what the Chargers think they need to do now, perhaps to maybe make that change to go with a guy like Sean Payne that can maybe elevate Herbert's game and Will the Spanos family pay. Ben? Yeah, they've yeah, shown no right. they've shown no no ever desire to do something like that. No, you're right. The Spanos have been historically cheap, whether they're in San Diego or now in L.A., but they have to realize in this market... Sean Payton ain't going to be cheap, bro. Like, he, he's going to want $10 well, million a year minimum. Like, ten, no, that's the starting point. But he's living in L.A. now. And, and Nine mil, eight mil, that range. Yeah, you know working, for Spock, working for Fox. But if you watch that game, which we all did, there were, what, two-thirds chief fans... And SoFi over Charger fans. So, so I think for the Spanos family, if they think Champagne can make a difference and, and, and help increase Charger visibility to get them to come to the games and not make it a, make a home game into a road game, they're going to do what they have to do because they need a headline name, and that's going to be the difference right now if they believe Staley's their guy. If he's not, they got to make the switch now, Gabe, because there will be, what, maybe three, four, five openings this offseason, and everyone wants that big-name coach, and Sean Payne will be the guy that will be the, will be the bachelor in this edition of the coaching shirt that we'll have in early January. Mo Khan kicking with us. So, as far as, let me ask you, it almost feels like it was sort of like a bubble burst. It was a bubble burst in college every Saturday, but in the yeah. NFL, like the Minnesota Vikings, like got smashed today. The New York, the New York Giants, right? And so they are seven and three still. They're a seven and three football team. The Giants, seven and three straight up, and seven and three against the spread now. But as you stated earlier, your argument was: listen, it's not because of Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones showed that sort of whoa, right, like type of thing where it plants the seed of man. Maybe he's not our guy. We'll break it down on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ladies and gentlemen, Ernie. Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. <clears throat> Late night Agamax, we're across this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. The pimps, the pirates, the hustlers, the people to bust up and everybody else in between. Shout out to our, our AM radio affiliates, the mightier 1090 ESPN radio. In San Diego, I'm sure they're enjoying the Charger bashing as nobody knows about the Spanos cheapness more than people in San Diego and people in Los Angeles are now finding out. So I don't think I don't think the Spanos family want to pay. I don't think they're going to pay uh, for for Sean Payton. And one thing about Sean Payton is too, yeah, he's out there and stuff, and he's a big name, and he was a great coach with the New Orleans Saints. But a lot of times, what happens is with these big time coaches. It's like a band or like a movie director or something. You know what I mean? Like they, they, it's like, I'll use a band is better. Like Sean Payton wrote a bunch of hits years ago with, with other guys in the band, right? With Drew Brees in the band. He doesn't have Drew Brees in the band. Drew Brees is gone, right? And now he's going to walk in Sean Payton and he's going to be like, well, not only do you have to pay me all this money, but I want complete control because I'm Sean Payton and I'm coming back here and I got to have complete control of everything. It's like, yeah, you never had complete control anywhere. You didn't put that team together. Loomis put that team together. And not to mention too, everyone got bitch about the Patriots and stuff. They were cheating. The saints were cheating point blank. They were listening to people's headset point blank. They don't want to talk about it because of hurricane Katrina and stuff, but it's a fight. It's whatever. So, um, you know what I mean? It happens all the time, man. You see these older coaches, they come back, they're power hungry. Some owner's going to be like, oh, he's going to be our savior. Let's give him the keys to the castle and stuff. And it's like, you know what? You don't want to be the guy in the room because you don't want to offend the guy, right? But, you, you know, someone's got to say, you know what, sir, to the owner, listen, sir, he actually didn't build the team. He wasn't the general manager. He wasn't the head of scouting. He had Drew Brees. He was a great offensive coordinator, a great mind, but he didn't build the team, right? I, I'm just saying. Mo Khan. Uh, what is he? You hear what I'm saying, Mo, about that? You know what I mean? There's a difference between being a coach and building a team, and all these guys come back. Like, remember, you know what I mean? They want complete power after the fact. It's sort of like Jerry Jones, right? When, when the inverse, where Jimmy Johnson got the full credit for, for the Cowboys back in 92. Piss Jerry off. <laughs> yeah, it's pissed off Jerry, right? So the, so He's like, I'm the one who built this, not him. He's the one who just coaches. Exactly. <laughs> and there, there, you're bang on, Steve, that there is that ego in, in a sport like the NFL where, hey, who gets the full credit? Is the GM or the head coach in this case for Sean Payton, whether Mickey Looms gets it or not? For the Saints, you know, there might be that, that, that drive from Sean Payne to say, look, I can definitely be the man if you let me bring in my guys to run the show, whether it's in L.A., Carolina, or whoever else might open up, Denver, maybe, who knows, um, that I can make this franchise uh, turn from being uh, a team in the bowels to being a pinnacle of the NFL within two, three years of running the show. Denver's interesting. You just said Denver with Sean Payne because that doesn't ever really come up yet. It is a first-class football city. You've got a big-time quarterback there. You've got big-time wide receivers. You've got the same ingredients, like, you know what I mean, that Sean Payton has worked with. Yeah, great defense, veteran quarterback, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. He knows how to succeed, sort of with a guy in his 30s, you know what I mean, at that age. You know, that group, you know what I'm saying? So he can live with that. There's a lot to like about it. And one thing, unlike the Chargers, who incidentally are in the same division, the Broncos are not shy of spending money. They've just spent it in the wrong places, like me in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm but no, the Broncos, look, bro, they're not shy. They just gave Russell Wilson the money. Like, they have money, the Broncos. They'll spend it. They, they're not shy. Dude, Walmart owns them now, the Walmart family. They got deep pockets, bro. They can, they can, they can, that's nothing to them to hire Sean Payton. 
And not only that, though, Gabe, right? Remember last year when... And they wouldn't care about firing the other coach and buying Hackett out either. You know what I mean? Some teams would, oh, we're not doing this. Like, that's why Davis doesn't want to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? With with McDaniels. But, sorry, I was just going to say, like, they have money. And I think the the Bronco ownership are embarrassed for real. Like, I think some owners, like, don't care. They make money. They didn't spend $5 billion on this team to have fans walking out booing them. Like, they're getting laughed at. Right. And, and think about this, right? When that alleged list came up for us last year on the team that he wanted to play for, right? It was New Orleans, the Raiders, Cowboys, whoever else the fourth team was, who's coached the Saints last year, Sean Payton. So there, there could be that connection that, 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 hey, Sean might say, you know what? I can work with Russ, Russell Wilson. And you look at it now, Gabe, right? The Broncos would have been 9 and 1. Had they, had they been able to score more than 18 points in a football game? It's crazy. Again, they it, lose right? because of that. <laughs> they held 16. <laughs> so, so you're right. The Waltons are definitely going to be, I think, they didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett, but they definitely want to have this ship go in the right direction. And you look at the AFC West as we speak. The Chiefs are in the show. The Chargers are on the break, maybe being up there or being, maybe being on the outside. The Raiders are the Raiders on who they are. And the Broncos could be a team that could catapult themselves back into that conversation if they get the right head coach in place, whether it's now or next season. All right, so the Giants was an ugly loss today. They have an opportunity to bounce back. Daniel Jones has an opportunity to bounce back. It's a week-to-week league. We all know this, right? And despite yeah. Daniel Jones cutting down on the turnovers, another year turned it over for eight weeks, actually. Yeah, he didn't have an interception for eight straight games until today. So let's not throw him into the Hudson, like, off the ferry right away here. But they're going to. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, even, look, you were never impressed when they were 5-1. and one, And I said, well, look, they're 5-1. And you're like, yeah, but, yeah, you know, but Dable. And I get it. Dable... <laughs> Dable wants to win a Super Bowl. He's not here just to, you know what I mean? He wants to win a Super Bowl. He's a competitive guy. So he's probably thinking, and I get it, that this probably is not my guy that I can win a Super Bowl with. Right? So I, I, I get that. But it doesn't mean there's a million other options. But on the flip side of this, Daniel Jones is going to get like $30 million a year. And I don't know if they're going to want to do that. Like, you know, that's like elite money. They might say, he's not that good. Like, so he didn't do, him, do himself any favors today, but he was not the only one. The Giants were terrible on all facets of the game today, including the coaching staff. They just got their ass yeah. handed to them by a Detroit Lion team that's now won three games in a row. And I owe the Lions an apology because I said there was a better chance of Andy Dick staying sober for three days in a row than them winning three games in a row. <laughs> My apologies to Detroit and Andy Dick. Yeah, and by the way, Gabe, I am I will be at that Eagle Giant game on December 11th, so I'll see Daniel Jones firsthand. I can give you a report post game for Daniel Jones and what he could do against the Eagles. But but like I think you know, when you watch that game and you saw what Detroit did, they dropped a lot of guys into coverage. Right, Aiden Hutchinson with an INT. Uh, it felt like Daniel Jones did not read the field properly, and, and that's what hurt him in this game. And I think Brian Abel uh, was outcoached by Dan Campbell and that defense of Aaron Glenn for what they threw at uh, at yeah. Jones, and they couldn't do anything. Well, they took the ground game away, right? So Daniel, he, did, he didn't have Saquon to lean on. It was right. like, oh, we're not getting anything here, and I'm running from... It reminded me of like them from like last two years ago. They had right. no ground game, and Jones was running for his life just doing stupid things. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's what the next point is that we speak about Daniel Jones, right, at nauseum, but reality is if Saquon is the man and he gets going in early football games and sets the tone, it opens up for Daniel Jones, and that didn't happen today. And now, Gabe, when you think about this last year, the referendum for the Giants will be the next four games, which, which will be four divisional matchups at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, uh, Washington, Eagles, and Washington. Okay, so we'll find out if they're in that conversation of maybe being in play for first place. I highly doubt that. But they have to win at least two, maybe three, to keep themselves in the firm position for the wild card spot. And I think for them to do so, they need to get a better running game from their own line and hopefully have Saquon Barkley remain healthy first and foremost by being able to establish it early front in matchups because if he can't do that, it just puts too much on Daniel Jones to be the man. And we saw what happened today on Sunday. He couldn't be that man against the Detroit team playing much better football in the last few weeks. I think that this is the best Thanksgiving slate of games we've had in a while. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe, you know what I mean? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. The Chiefs hosted one a few years ago. You know what I mean? There's been a few exceptions. Oh, that's pretty cool. But like, for the most part, it's just sort of it is there. It's cool because of the tradition. You know what I mean? It's just there. But this year, every game, every game, 
It's like, look, the Lions suddenly, guys, are a fun team. They've won three games in a row. We know their offense can score. They've got a ton of young talent. I don't know how this is. In, I, I don't like Dan Campbell, but he's winning games, which means he's going to get a, like a 30-year contract extension soon. So, But the Bills are nine-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. A lot of points to be laying. Um, and I think it's going to be a track meet. Super fun, up and down the field. Like There's going to be a million points scored in this game, I think, in, in that game. The total is 52-and-a-half. So we got another. We got a division game here with the Giants and the Cowboys, the Pokes, coming off that massive win today, and it sort of correlates with what I want to get into with the Pokes and the Vikings. So the Dallas Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, Cowboys are laying eight to the Giants. Total is 43-and-a-half. And then we get the Minnesota Vikings Thursday night football against the Patriots, who both, like, weird stuff today. The Vikings had their second-worst home loss in franchise history. And, Mo, they were the first 8-1 and one team to be home underdogs since 1976 with their starting quarterback. Like, if you have your starting quarterback, like, and I was like, this is crazy. They're getting no respect. Well, we find out why. And how about this, Mo? I don't love just looking at point differential. Because whatever, it could be a little deceptive. But, you know, when you, when you play 10 games, it sort of is what it is. And, guys, the Minnesota Vikings are 8-2. and two. Their point differential is minus 2. They're <laughs> 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 8-2. And two. Okay, let me just put in perspective here. So, the Buffalo Bills are 7-3. and three. Their point differential is plus 107. They've outscored their opponents by 107 points. Dude, the Dolphins are 7-3. and three. Their point differential is plus 11. Right? Like, how good are these teams? Evidently, I don't know. And I tell you, the Patriots are not good. They got saved by a punt return today with seven seconds left. The Jets had less yards and letters in their name. More Mo on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. Left for dead in the crowd. The late night anger match with class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it out with Mo Card. Quickest 108 minutes of Sports Talk Radio is cruising along here tonight. Jason B. Tackett will join us. We get caught up to date with the Major League Baseball situation. Big Card Julio. Julio Rosario will join us uh, from the Windy City. Normally, it's our Windy City Sports Report. He's a play-by-play voice of the uh, Windy City Bulls. Of course, used to do Chicago State as well, but 
Um, we'll talk a lot of soccer and uh, betting and stuff, but we got the World Cup. We'll get Mo Khan's thoughts on the World Cup. A lot of stuff, so I'll talk fast and just bounce around here. Um, so, you know, it was a disaster for the New York Giants. So let me ask you, Mo, before we move on from this, actually. Yeah. What do you think of that game? The Cowboys today absolutely destroyed uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings were due somewhat for a letdown, but it was somewhat, you know, it was a somewhat telling you know, loss uh, for them uh, today. But you and I have talked a lot about the Cowboys. And the Cowboys defeat the Vikings 40-3 to in Minnesota, marking their largest road win in franchise history. The 37-point loss by the Vikings, their second-largest home uh, loss in franchise history. They lost to the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, at that in 1963. But you and I have often discussed the fact that they're a better football team when Tony Pollard is featured. And Tony Pollard had 109 receiving yards and two touchdowns to go along with his 80 yards on the ground today. Pollard's the first Cowboy with at least 100 receiving yards and at least 50 rushing yards in a game since Emmett Smith. Not since Zeke Elliott, but since Emmett Smith. And no disrespect to Zeke, but it's pretty clear when you feature Tony, uh, Tony Pollard, good things happen. He's explosive as hell. He's dynamic, and he's a dual threat. He can catch the ball, and he can run the ball. Yeah, he... he... He is their Ricky Waters of the offense for what he brings, Gabe. And for those who don't remember Ricky Waters, he was a great running back for the Niners back in the early 90s, was that two-way player that, that's now the North the NFL. And I think for, for Jerry Joseph, for what he said at Zeke's team, no, no, no. Pollard's now the master of his team here. And if he's able to be influential in this offense, it makes him more dynamic because it opens up things for Zeke. It opens up things for CeeDee Lamb and our offense to work with. And I think you saw what happened, that, that in the one-on-ones that he had, he exposed the Vikings defense at nauseam for what he did in the open space on the wheel route and on the flat route for the touchdowns that he had. And I think now for the Cowboys, with, with the way they played, and Gabe, you know, we spoke with the Cowboys, as you said before, but the reason why the Cowboys will go far if they do, it's not going to be because of the offense, but because of their defense. And the defense plays like this every week, close up to what they did against Minnesota for the rest of the year. They're going to be very tough out come playoff time here because they can definitely get to the quarterback with what they have from the back end to the front end of their pass rush. And now moving towards the month of December, of course, with the Thanksgiving game against the Jets coming up on Thursday, they can set, they can set down another barometer or another barrier to say to everyone out there, we're not going to be easy pushover going to the month of December. So I think this team will go as far as their defense can take in the game. And I think for Paul to do what he has done, definitely gives Kellen Moore, gives Mike McCarthy another dimension to work with for this office to grow and nourish with what they've built up so far this season. Mo Khan, uh, kick it with us. So, Cowboys are getting, um, Cowboys laying eight here against the Giants. The Bills are laying nine and a half. And we got the Minnesota Vikings in the New England Patriots. Who do you like? So, Bills, Lions, total 52 and a half. Like I said, I think it's a track meet. Can the Lions yeah. actually beat the Bills? We should note the Bills just played in Detroit today, which is just whatever. I know kind of everyone knows that, but they're not going back to Buffalo, right? So, like, they're going to be here. They're not going back and forth, from what I understand. Um, but he said, I don't know. I don't even know. Are they? Because I heard they weren't, I, but Josh Allen said after, when we get back to the airport, treat the fans well or whatever. So, I don't know what the hell is going on with the Bills. But either way, uh, they're playing. <laughs> I don't know. I think the plan was they weren't going to, but maybe now the road is cleared. Who knows? So, anyways, they're playing in Detroit again. Um, it's nine and a half. I think the spread's a little high, but I think it's going to be a track meet. What's your pick for this game? It's it, it, tough to gauge this game right now, because, you know, we look at it from that perspective of nine and a half. It's too expensive for my taste here. I think this will be a lot closer. I think you're right. I think we might see a game in the high 20s, if not low 30s. I do believe the Bills will win that football game, but I think the Lions definitely will be a tougher out moving towards that home game because, again, this is their primetime game. The spotlight will be on them at 12.30 p.m. on Thursday afternoon. And if they don't play well, Gabe, as the Lions, that is, uh, there's going to be questions about this team. Saying, well, it's the same old Lions as in years past. You they can't play a ball out in that, in that time slot here. So I do think the, the Bills will make it tough for the Bills, but I think the Bills will come up with that victory because they need it more than Detroit does at this point of the year. Yeah, it's not, at least though, it's not, um, it's not often that the Lions have come into a Thanksgiving game with three consecutive wins under their belt, right? So at least they have that. Normally it's people... Wins. 
<laughs> yeah, or three wins on the night. It's a good point. Let alone three in a row. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So by by this by that's what I'm saying by this standard, it's kind of not a bad Thanksgiving. Like you wake up, hey, the Lions aren't terrible, terrible, and the Buffalo Bills are a fun team to watch. So you get the Giants. We'll see how they respond here, and we'll see how the Cowboys respond off this massive win. Let's not forget before everyone gives the the Vince Lombardi Trophy to the. To, to, to the Pokes right now, they did lose to the Packers last week, right? So, right. how do they bounce back? Like, how do they, like, respond to this big win on a short week on Thanksgiving? And how, same with the Giants. The Giants were, like, literally embarrassed today. That was pathetic uh, by the Giants. What do you think of that one? Cowboys are minus eight. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Cowboys right now, Gabe. I see the momentum that they've built up this season. Uh, it's a home game for them. And remember, they've not played well on Thanksgiving in the last couple of years. Remember, they lost to the Bills a couple of years ago. I think it was 2019 or 2020, whatever year that was, in Buffalo, in Dallas, that it was. So the Cowboys have not been a great Thanksgiving Day team of late. But I think now, this context for where they are, uh, they have the momentum here. I think Paul is much more influential in, in this game here. And, and look, go back to that Monday night game with the Cowboys and Giants way back in, I think, early October it was. The Cowboys weren't prepped for the Giants that night. They, they underestimated the Giants. I don't think the Giants can surprise them in this context of what it is on, on prime time or 3.30 kickoff on Thanksgiving. So give me the Cowboys, and I think they will cover that spread and win that game rather easily over the New York Giants. All right, so we talked about the Minnesota Vikings and the fact that their point differential is minus two despite the fact that they're eight and two. Dude, nobody believed in them. Nobody does believe in them. I mean, the fact that they were one and a half point underdogs today at home against the Cowboys and the people who didn't believe in them were right. You give credit to the odds makers. Like I said, it was the first time, guys, since 1976 that an eight and one football team was a home underdog and they got smoked. They lost by 37 points. Now they got another crack. It wasn't on national television this game, but now this one, uh, well, it kind of was, but you know what I mean? It was a right. high-profile game. I still go for one high-profile TV beating. Game, yeah. yeah, right into a, you know, it was the high-profile game of the week, right into a primetime Thanksgiving affair. And just imagine everybody's going to be sitting around, you know, their, 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 their Thanksgiving tables saying, oh, the Vikings are an embarrassment, they're frauds, right? Like, they lose again this game on Thursday night. People really will think they're fraudulent, for real. I know it doesn't matter what people think. It matters what they think, but what do you think? And I'll tell you, the Patriots were not good today. They scored three points against the Jets, and they won on a punt return with seven seconds left. And we'll get to Zach Wilson and his dumbass in a minute, but what, what do you think about this game? Vikings minus three against the Patriots. I think Cousins breaks the hex. I think he breaks the curse of primetime game and wins this football match. Oh, God, I forgot Sterling. about that. Not even to mention the primetime <laughs> stuff. Dear God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do because, Gabe, like, there's more. It's, like, the Patriots are in a dog race for, for the division, which I don't think they'll win, but they're in play for a wild card. But I think for the, for the Vikings, they know they need at minimum a top two seed in the playoffs because they don't want to go to San Fran. They don't want to go to a cold-weather city to play a playoff game uh, come late January, early February. I think they come away with a big victory here. I think this was an awful loss for them to have against the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. And with this being a primetime game, they're going to figure out how to get Justin Jefferson open in, in, in easy ways here because he wasn't the man today. And quite frankly, you look at that Patriots secondary, they're good, but they're not great here. And if Belichick's going to pull off another Houdini magic trick over here, he's got to pray that this Patriot office can score at least maybe 20 points at minimum to keep up with the Vikings. If they can't do that, I think Minnesota wins this game rather easily over the Patriots on Thursday night football. Next Sunday night football is the Packers and the Eagles. The Eagles are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Monday night is the Colts hosting the Steelers train wreck. Uh, always getting a train wreck. It's such a train wreck next week that the Rams and the Chiefs is the 425 game. Um, which should have been, would have been like, oh wow, what a, what a, you know what I mean? What a big time showdown! But the Jets have obviously, um, uh, the Jets aren't the only ones imploded. The Rams have uh, absolutely imploded. For the record, the Raiders are getting four in Seattle. We'll go over all the numbers after. But um, speaking of the Jets, so I've got this right in front of me here. So Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson was point blank asked after the game, uh, "Do you feel like you let your defense down?" One, one word back. No. <laughs> no. Now, I don't know if he I don't know if he was aware that his head coach and we can't repeat it. Uh, 
that, that his head coach was asked about the offense in the second half today, and Salah said it was dog crap. Now, to put in perspective, guys, the New York Jets had two yards of offense in the second half of this football game today. They have more letters in their team name than they had yards in the second half. Think about that. Even a Jet fan can, you know, figure it out. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. There's more letters and in the word Jets than yards that they had. And and Zach Wilson last after and the defense played their hearts out. Defense played awesome. And held the Patriots to three points. And the Patriots won on a punt return with like he ended up, I don't know, 14 seconds, but when he got into the end zone, there were seven seconds left only in the game. That's how they won the football game. So Salah said it was um uh, dog a dog crap. Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver, said, this is some sorry-ass crap. We're out here looking sorry, and we know that we're not sorry. That's why it really hurts. We know we're better than that. That's why it hurts. Um, Salah says it was dog crap. Uh, Garrett Wilson goes on and says, um, the coaches have to put more trust in the receiver's room. <laughs> it starts in practice. It's got to be better. The things we don't uh, get called out. It has. To, he's calling out his teammates. Um, um, it's unacceptable. No one wants to feel like this, but that's enough. Hopefully it's a wake-up call for some people in the facility. People in the facility need to get on their details. What does that mean? The is that the quarterback? Like the details, people in yes. the facility. Like that's the quarterback, right? Like yep. people in the facility need to get on their details. As in, as I said, so they had two yards of offense, more letters in the word Jets. And let's be real, Zach Wilson has banged more Cougars than he has touchdowns right now. I mean, this is you know, this is real. I I read it as our quarterback needs to figure this out and start working harder. Well, they're one and two without Brees Hall in the lineup game since he went down with the injury against the Broncos. They were five and two when he got hurt against the Broncos in that game a mile high. That's hurt this offense, and Zach Wilson now has to pick it up. If he doesn't, they're going to look elsewhere for a quarterback after the season. Yeah, it goes on. Gary, he went on to say, let's call it like it is. We have to be better in the passing game. <laughs> This kid went to Ohio State. He's not used to losing, and you want kids like this. He's not happy. More Mo on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, I see a stat here. Remember what I said a couple of minutes ago? I said Justin Herbert starts games off strong, and it's just all downhill after that as soon as it gets real. Shout out to Danny. Danny just sent me uh, a link uh, from Brandon Anderson who just tweeted, Justin Herbert is now 11-29-2 against the spread in the second half in his career. 11-29-2 against the spread in the second half. Second half betting. 27.5% uh, cover rate. 
That's a real winner right there. Okay, so, Mo, man, time just flew by so much. We didn't get to the Great Cup. Crazy ending, man. Two block field goals, and it looked like the Argos, and like this and that. It was like both teams thought they were going to win. Both teams thought they were going to lose. And they end up, it was like, wow. The Argo players, even after the game, looked surprised. And, like, they weren't even sure they won, but they won. And uh, we got USA, Wales tomorrow, Canada, Belgium on Wednesday. Thought We got about two minutes here. So, thoughts on the Great Cup and USA, Wales, Canada, Belgium picks. Uh, sorry, classic CF landing with the way he went. Two block field goals. Chad Kelly coming in there. The nephew Jim Kelly could pretty much won that football game. Miss extra point by Winnipeg cost him that great cup. That was a fun great cup, and I thought it was fascinating to see how that played out. But kudos to Toronto to win that great cup and upend the dynasty of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers the last couple of years. Yeah, you know what? Not a dynasty. Two in a row is tough. So what's yeah. your pick uh, here, Mo? Tomorrow, USA and Wales and Canada, Belgium. Uh, I, I got the Americans winning tomorrow against Wales. I think the Welsh are a little bit uh, fatigued because the guys playing Europe right now. I think the MLS guys are a little more fresh. I think Pulisic will have a strong game for, for the U.S. So give me the Americans to win 2-1 over Wales. As for Canada, Belgium, this is a bit tricky right now because there's no Lukaku in line for, for Belgium. But it's all about Kevin Bruyne and how does Canada contain him in the midfield. If they allow him the freedom to go out there and control the narrative with his passing ability, I think Belgium wins this soccer game by a score of 2-1. Uh, 3-1, it'll be a lot closer, a lot stickier uh, than any of the matchup in the early rounds that we'll have with Canada's matchups. Mo Khan, thank you very much, Mo. Always a man. Have a great week, pal. Uh, good timing at the end. Looks like uh, we're hitting the wall with Mo's phone. <laughs> yeah, no. The late night anger match my class. This is Sports Rage. Big card Julio, Jason B. Takafin. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.